Hey, welcome to After Church Apologetics. I'm Courtney Seacrest here with Dr. Chris Jakeway and Pastor Leo Wilson, and we're inviting you to join us today in uncovering the truths that will challenge, inspire, and expand your perspective on Christianity. So let's get started. Today's question is, why did God decide to cause harm slash kill people if he's good? And the examples given are Noah's Ark, Lot's wife um, and their city, and also the Canaanites at Jericho. In all of those cases, it would be God judging sin. And so in one sense, this really is an objection to the fact that God judges sin. Right. And, and, and that, in some ways, I think, is the simplest uh, uh, response to this. Why does God have to do that? Well, God doesn't have the option not to do that because he can't oppose his own nature. Uh, that's the omni-righteousness of God. But there are a couple other things I think we can look at in Scripture to shed some light on the, uh, the Jericho situation, for example. In, in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 21, uh, this is what people usually mention, they devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it, men and women, young and old, so young and old men and women, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Now, usually what people have in mind is uh, it's so horrible that God would command the Israelites to kill uh, children and kill babies and so on. They're actually not mentioned here. There's no archaeological evidence in all the graves there even for children or babies at Jericho. And one reason for that may be, and this always gets overlooked with this discussion, that God had driven the Canaanites out of the land prior to the Israelites coming there with uh, Joshua. In Exodus 33, verse 2, I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites. So it may well have been that the only people there when Joshua arrived were those who didn't flee, mostly soldiers trying to keep Jericho, uh, at least one prostitute. Her name was Rahab, but uh, uh, they may have left also. And, and keep in mind, God waited 400 years for their evil to stop. Things like child sacrifice so in one sense, my response is always to this question, you know, uh, uh, how could God see people destroyed here? I think the better question might be, how could God wait so long before destroying these people to stop their evil practices? Uh, 400 years is uh, incredible patience. Uh, the other thing we don't always think about is Israel in that time and place couldn't exist without war. You know, in our time, we expect war to be sort of a gentleman's sport where we only target combatants and it's very precise surgical strikes and war just wasn't carried out that way. And even if women and children were killed, they did that in the ancient world because of the blood vengeance idea that if you left anyone standing, their whole mission in life is to grow up to the point where they can seek revenge. 
any survivor then in that land could morally and theologically pollute Israel as well. So that's also part of the reason. But the main reason that we struggle with passages like this, Noah and the ark in any place where God brings judgment, is simply because we don't hate sin the way God does. That's the number one reason these passages are disturbing, that God's nature is justice, but it's also mercy to those who respond, which was the case with Rahab at Jericho. So that answer might not be emotionally satisfying, but that's a, a biblically accurate response. Yeah, I think just maybe to resummarize some of those points, the idea that that the Canaanite culture, when Chris mentioned the 400 years, he wasn't just saying that from like archaeological evidence or anything else. That's actually biblically recorded. There's a passage that talks about the fact that God is patient with them and waiting for their evil to depart. So he shows them a lot of grace. It's not like it's just like, time for you to move out. I want the house. You know, that wasn't like that at all. He had told them. The idea there of the statement also about, hey, you're going to go there and you're going to take out men, women, children, young and old, you know, the animals. Uh, I think I heard one commentator at one point talk about like, this is a phrasing that you would use to say, look, you're going to get rid of everything. Like all of it's going to be gone. Chris mentioned there, the archaeological evidence doesn't show any of the, you know, like babies there, for example, like it was a military fortified city where people either remaining chose not to leave or it was like a military compound. So you could have looked at this phrasing of like the idea of you're going to go in there and get rid of everybody. Right. Not that it was just like we're moving them out of the house, but like God's already told him he's waited patiently. And I think that people do struggle with that. I've even heard some people say, like, well, why did God commit genocide, you know, for those people? And they they intentionally want it to be emotionally charged. Right. They 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 read that into it. It's like that was just wrong. They're already assuming what he did was wrong. And it's like if you understand the context of that, that's not genocide at all. That's not near what the Nazi regime did. This is something totally different. And and I do think that we tend to not appreciate the idea of how serious God takes sin. The idea of that it separates us from him. And, and when he gives you all this time and he's patient and he's, and, he, and he's waiting for you to correct and repent, eventually there is a cost to that. We all have that cost. It's not just the Canaanites. We all have that same thing. There is a situation that comes up. We, we will be responsible for our sin if we don't allow Christ to, allow, to have that relationship with us. Another thing I think to keep in mind with the, the genocide charge is that God judged universally and didn't hesitate to judge Israel in the exact same way. Israel was point. also destroyed when it disobeyed God. So, again, this whole question is really more a complaint about God judging sin rather than God picking on a particular group of people because he judged his own people, Israel, in the exact same way. Thanks for hanging out with us on After Church Apologetics today. To submit a question for a future episode of our show, you can email us at podcast at bcfriends.org. Remember, the pursuit of truth is ongoing, so we'd like to encourage you to continue seeking and engaging with the topics that we've discussed for yourselves. And as we conclude this episode, we want to remind you that respectful dialogue can bridge gaps and build connections. We'll see you next time.